1: Many times we need to keep our health in check, but don't know what questions to ask or where to begin. We walk in blindly to our healthcare provider and walk out none the wiser and maybe even more confused than before. Can you take charge of your health and arm yourself with the questions and preparedness you need? The answer is yes. Welcome to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs. This program will answer your questions and give you the best practices for facing your medical partner in good health. Now... Here's Dr. Susan Downs.
2: Hi there. Welcome to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan. Have you ever wondered about the weeds in your yard and find them annoying? I'm always going out picking those yellow flowers from dandelions because I don't want them to spread. The crabgrass, oh my gosh. But who would have thought? I've got a treasure chest in my backyard. Who would have thought? Today with us we have Beryl Nozodoc. Uh, she is from New Zealand, and uh, she has a, has a lot of history in uh, teaching natural medicine and yoga. She uh, also opened a health center in New Zealand, was a radio host as well, on Cape Kidnapper Radio. She has taught about healing and herbs throughout the world in Australia, U.S., New Zealand, and Fiji. So welcome to the show, Beryl. Welcome to you too, Doctor. Okay, so you're going to tell us about weeds and how we can use them in healing. So um, what got you into this?
3: Okay, you know, um, my I, I was born during the Second World War. And um, at six weeks of age, my father went into the war. And he didn't come back until I was six. So at that time, we didn't connect. So my mother tried to help us to um, be a family again. So he would take me out into the fields of England and talk me about the benefits of weeds. And believe me, Susan, don't you darn well pick those uh, dandelions without using them as medicine. Because he used to use these weeds for his prize birds. And so, we, you know, he'd take me out in the morning, early in the morning, would go into the farmer's field and pick the weeds. And so I got an excitement about how I could use it free natural medicine at six years' age. So this was something that's been a passion of mine from a very, very young
2: age. So what uh, uh, outcomes have you had in using uh, various weeds and healing?
3: Okay. Now, you talk about the dandelion. The dandelion is very interesting. I call it a herb. I don't call it an herb. Because the root... um, You know uh, why a lot of gardeners don't like the dandelion? Because the root goes down and it takes all the minerals from the earth. So the root is actually full of minerals. Now, the the other thing with it, it's a diuretic. And when I used to pick dandelions as a kid, my mother used to say, you'll pee the bed. And the thing about it is that one of the names of the dandelion is peace on leaf, pee the bed. So it's a diuretic. But the thing about it is it also has potassium. So if you have um, a, 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 a diuretic from your doctor, you'll have to have a potassium that helps this. So the dandelion was the first thing that I became interested in. Now the leaves can be used, the, the young leaves can be used in the salad. You can use the uh, the, the dandelion flower. You can actually put it in a better and you can eat that too. So the dandelion is very nutritional. But the, um, the root can be uh, ground up and made as a coffee. So dandelion is actually a, um, a very basic, fabulous
2: herb that you can use for many, many things. So what would a dandelion in a bathtub do? I
3: haven't an idea about that. <laughs> you may be able to tell me about that. I haven't put any dandelions in my bathtub.
2: Oh, I, I, I misheard you then. I'm sorry. Okay.
3: Um, I might put some salt in my bathtub, not dandelion.
2: Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> that's a pretty sight. Okay, um, so give me some examples of how you've used it. Okay, I
3: um, uh, with the dandelion, I the the um, little the leaves when it's fresh, I chop them up and I put them in my salad because they're um, they're a little bit bitter, and you know that that when you. Um, when you look at health, in our tongue we've got sweet, solar sweet, sour. I think it's sweet, sour, salt, and bitter. So we don't tend to have bitter things, and bitter things are good for your liver. So you know there was um, the doctrine of signatures, or um, you know God gave us some kind of hint about how we should use herbs, and so the yellow of the dandelion is
2: actually good for the liver. So also, um, in Chinese medicine, I believe that bitter is connected with the liver as well. Exactly. And so we
3: avoid bitter. We'll have the sweet, the sour, and the salty, but we
2: won't go for the bitter. So anything to do with bitters is good for the liver. Okay. Yes, I also understand in addition to being a diuretic, it's an appetite stimulant. It helps with the gallbladder as well. Also, I heard it's it's rich in vitamin A, B, C, D, minerals, iron, potassium, zinc, and the leaves, as you say, they have more beta-keratin than a carrot. So that sounds like they'll be good for your eyes as well. You are so right. Because, Because the root goes down into the ground,
3: it takes all the minerals from the ground, presuming... The minerals are in the ground because this is a, a bit of a problem. When you don't have the minerals in the ground, you can't have them in the earth. Correct. You know this. This is why you uh, you know all the chemicals that were put on the land are actually poisoning mother earth. Correct. And so- you know, Susan, it's interesting that that you know the weeds grow away from from us. You know, in your normal garden, you don't get many weeds. Because they know where the nutrition is in the soil.
2: And that's not in our gardens?
3: Well, it can be as long as you don't put Roundup or all those other silly things in it. Oh. You see, you know, uh, my daughter has horses and um, she feeds them naturally. So I you know, I, I said to my daughter, we're actually eating horse poo. Because I put the horse poo on the, the weeds and also on my vegetables. Because then we get the, um, you know, like our health is
2: so phenomenal because we're working, we're living naturally. So do you eat dandelions and put them in your diet? All the time. And how do you prepare them?
3: Oh, well, with the dandelion leaf itself, I just chop it up and put it in the salad. And it is a little bit, but when you mix it with other things, it's not bad. Um, now in New Zealand we have uh, similar to dandelions called pouha. So the Maoris eat the pu- it, they have pork and pouha because the pouha takes the fat out of the pork.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's a
3: different kind of dandelion. Now the real dandelion, Dondelion, if you were to take the leaf and fold it in half, the the leaves um, look like um, a, a lines too, and it's got hairs okay. on the back. So yes. sometimes we go and pick something, which we think is done, and it only has one flower. So there are mm-hmm. some other, uh, uh, not dandelion, but that's the one with the
2: hairs on the back of the spine of the leaf. Can you use the leaves in a sandwich or stir fry? Yeah. Yes, of course you can. You know, I tend to like to eat things raw.
3: Because then you get the benefits. Sometimes when you cook them, you take the nutritional value from them. Yes, you do. I like to eat them raw.
2: Okay. And how does it taste?
3: Nah, uh, well, it's a little bit bitter, but when you mix it with other things, it's great. And, uh-huh. you know, because of the bitter, because it stimulates the liver, um, if you mix it with other things, you don't even notice it.
2: Hmm. And when the leaf turn, I mean, when the flower turns from yellow to all those white things, I get is that edible?
3: No, um, you know, when I was a little girl, I used to think that those white things were fairies because when they blew through the air, I thought they were fairies, and I'd, I'd see them that fly. Because I mean, they're the seeds of the new dandelion. Now, the dandelion root, you actually dig it to make coffee and things like that. Um, in uh, when it's two years of age, um, I dig the dandelion root. I chop it up uh, or grind it. Then I actually dry it. And so, you know, sometimes with with herbs, you there are specific times of the year when they're more beneficial. So I tend to take herbs at the time when when they're most beneficial, and I save them. I dry them. You know, with leaves, you um. They're really easy to dry. I, I put them on, um, on like, um, brown paper or something like that, and I dry them sometimes in the airing cupboard. And then I crinkle them, and I put them in jars. And yes. I save the
2: leaves for later on. And how long will so, they last in a jar? What? Sorry? How long will they last in a jar? Um,
3: usually. You, you know, you don't want to keep them longer than two years. Okay. And i put them in bran jars and then I'll put them in a cupboard.
2: This is very interesting because as the economic times get harder and the pe- uh, economy gets more challenged, there's a nutrition, uh, healthy nutrition, right in our gardens as long as we're not using uh, insecticides. That's pretty exciting. Okay. Now, the other
3: thing, too, is uh, in here it's the shortest day of the year, so it's time for me to grow my garlic. Now, okay. I can't tell you the benefit of garlic. It's just oh, absolutely amazing. Well known, absolutely. So, uh, Hippocrates was the first person that talked about garlic, and um, it contains something called allicin. And allicin, oh, you know chops yes. the garlic, and it melts up. The allicin is the healing property, and it also contains sulfur. Sulfur is the cleanser. And salt is in cabbage, it's in onions, um, it's in baked beans. So sulphur cleanses your body.
2: Yes, it um, sure does.
3: So with garlic, uh, I do, um, what I tend to do with garlic, I've, I've used it with newborn babies. And so I've got a clove of garlic, slice it in half, rubbed it on the sole of a newborn baby when they've had a cold or something like this because it's a natural antibiotic.
2: And uh, certainly an antibiotic, and absolutely, yes. And the other thing,
3: too, you know, a lot of people don't like the smell of garlic. Yes. And so I make a tincture with it. So I'll, I'll get um, uh, a bulb of garlic, and, and I'll, you know, obviously I'll prepare it and I'll, I'll chop it up. And I actually put it in vodka, and I make a tincture. So therefore, when you make a tincture with it, you can take three drops sailing And it doesn't smell. I mean, okay, parsley helps not to get that smell there because a lot of people don't like the smell of garlic on the breath. But, okay. you know, garlic is, it, it helps to reduce cholesterol in your body. It helps to reduce, reduce high blood pressure. And it's, it's, it's something that, um, you know, it should be used every day.
2: Absolutely. All the studies I've had... Uh, you can't take enough of the garlic, and it's really uh, one of the better things to pull down the blood pressure. And it's, I mean, and, and it lowers the cholesterol, it, it, it's one of the best things for doing that. I mean, it's outstanding, and it tastes. They good. actually take
3: four cloves a day. Now, you know, sometimes one they say that garlic's got selenium in it. If you don't have selenium in the soil, how can the garlic have selenium? It doesn't make sense.
2: Good point. Good point.
3: So, it's uh, but garlic itself. I mean, uh, I, after this, I'll be rushing. It, I'll be planting about. You know, last year I did a hundred cloves of garlic, and um, I brought them in. And you know, they uh, you have to dry them first of all, and um, and then I use them so, so many times. I um, one of the ways that you can use them, which is really quite um, good is you can get a clove of garlic, you can slice it up, and you can put it into honey and leave it there. So then rather than the the essence of the garlic goes into the honey, and you can sip the honey, which is good for colds and flus and all those other kind of bugs that affect us.
2: Does it taste good? Can I put it on my toast? Yes. Hmm. Of course. So, I mean, like with garlic tincture, uh, so how much garlic would go into how much vodka? Okay.
3: I would actually um, get a whole um, garlic, you know, the the whole garlic. You mean a whole would, clump of um, them
2: or just one clove?
3: No, no, no. I would take the, the whole, um, you, know, you know, the thing of garlic and I would uh, chop it up and then I would cover it with a cup full of vodka.
2: How much garlic would, would this be? It, it, would it be like a quarter of a
3: cup when you chop it up? Um, you, Your um, bulb of garlic, it, yeah, it's usually about a um, quarter of a cup. But then I would put a cupful of vodka over that. I would put it, do you call it a mason jar? We call it a kilner jar. Okay. And I would, I would put the top on it. I would put it in the sun and I would leave it there for two weeks and I would shake it every day. At okay. the end of the two weeks, I would sieve out the essence because the garlic is, um, the um, vodka takes the active ingredients from the garlic. Okay. And then I would strain the garlic, um, you know, all the pulp.
2: And so then you're I would straining out the garlic left with the liquid?
3: Left with the liquid. Then I would actually add a cup of pure water and that would be my tincture. So then I would take three, do- three drops, three times daily. And, and with that, it doesn't smell. So it's something, you know, when I visited Egypt and all these other places, I always took a garlic tincture because I knew it would stop the bugs.
2: Wow. And
3: three drops, three times daily is it's nothing. You can take a little, I take those little brown bottles of the, um, um, you know, the little ones about two inches high, and now would the Brown
2: bottles to protect from the sun.
3: The brown bottle. The brown bottles to protect them from the sun, because after you've taken the active ingredients with the sun, you then need to keep them. And vodka is a preservative, and of course, it doesn't smell.
2: I mean, both ingredients so, sound you know pretty I good to me.
3: Well, had my practice, i would possibly sell more vodka remedy than anything else.
2: Okay,
1: now, and you can
3: drop it on your, drop it on your toast, or
2: drop it on uh, your food, or whatever. It, it's just so, so so amazing. So, if I have three drops of this tincture every uh, in the morning, uh, uh, what equivalency is that to a clove of garlic?
3: You wouldn't be getting much. You'd, you you wouldn't be getting much of it, but you would uh, when you've got the active ingredients. Sometimes you know. We tend to overdose, and yes. your body needs to be pinged rather than kicked. So if you have three drops, three times daily, it's, it's a little bit like gently encouraging your body rather than kicking it because often people think that more is better,
2: and it's not. The it sounds like homeopathy where you just help the body, uh, you know, give it a little push to do what it does naturally.
3: Okay, homeopathy is totally different because homeopathy—it's like you can use arsenic with homeopathy, and you can make by triturating. You can by the time you've got a homeopathic remedy, there's nothing of of arsenic in it. It's the energy that helps you, because arsenic—you know—if you if you were to take arsenic, you would be sick and you would have diarrhoea. So therefore, the um, homeopathic remedy of arsenic. Stop sickness and diarrhea because you're actually working pre- to prevention.
2: Correct. Thank you. And of those in the audience, if you want to learn more about homeopathy, uh, there's an interview I did with Dr. Ullman a couple of months ago. You can go uh, on the website and find it and li- listen to it if you want to learn more. Okay.
3: Uh, I became a homeopath uh, through college. But I actually, you know, because I wanted to go out and learn more about the plants. Here in New Zealand, the, the tohunga, which is like the shaman, he works with the trees here because New Zealand was a place where it was all trees all ferns. So, there he was more trees in England. I was more ground herbs like ground salt, um, parsley, all those other things. But here, we have something called the kawa. And the kawakawa is used for lung problems. I'm learning about that at the moment because my journey has been travelling the world to different countries and learning from the Tohangas or, or the shamans about what they use and what. Interesting. What is that a lot of these a- um, indigenous races are now wanting to
2: go to antibiotics, <laughs> which breaks my heart. <laughs> Ah, uh, I hear a puppy in the background. Uh welcome puppy. Okay, that's my That's my. And you know we also treat our animals with herbal remedies too? Yes. Tell me.
3: Because you know with them and you know we we put garlic in there, um you know a couple of drops of garlic if they've got a little bit of a sniffle or anything like that and the, you know they're wolf it up or wolves. <laughs> they wolf it up.
2: So you so, can treat your animals so- too. So the benefits of the garlic, uh, you know, it's just general health. I mean, it can help. uh, Will it help at all with our cholesterol or blood pressure or flus and stuff at uh, three drops, three times a day? Yeah. The only thing is that the problem is that if you're... Um, if you've gone
3: to your doctor and you've got um, a high blood pressure medication and you start taking garlic, it can reduce your blood pressure. So you have to talk to your doctor. Because if your blood pressure comes down and you're on blood pressure um, medication, it can make it low. And yes. so therefore you've got to talk to your doctor. And, you know, I want to do things preventative rather than be on high blood pressure medication. I mean, I'm 77 and I don't take anything. Because wow. I've always work through my body of um, things that I felt were preventative
2: for my health. That sounds great. Okay. Now, you traveled the world. Didn't you go uh, live with an African tribe and uh, meet a, a chief? Okay. Now, that's a long story. But when I was about
3: 14, I became interested in the Dogon tribe of Mali because they'd drawn the elliptical surface. Um, the elliptical orbit of three uh, planets, series A, B, and C. I thought, how did they do this? These are a tribe that are, you know, it's, um, they're a primitive tribe. So I went over there to find the kids where they've drawn the elliptical orbit. Um, I actually met the chief son, and um, when I was 57, he was 23, and we got married. I lived in this um, place with no running water, no electricity, 45 degrees centigrade, which is damn hot. You can actually fry an egg on the floor if you want to. <laughs> so I went there to them um, about their tribe. And I tell you what, it was the most amazing experience, the spiritual experience of my life. The people there, every man and woman, is mother and father to every child. I didn't see an naughty child. You could go to anybody's home and you can have food. You, you wouldn't need to know them. So when I lived there, spiritually, I, I was so um, embraced. You know, if I worried, you know, Bob Marley, don't worry, be happy. And I actually found out that they live, and even though, I think the, um, usually, you know, they earn about $125 US a year. But I felt so there. I thought something so amazing. Now, my husband's father was a shaman. And so at one time I got malaria and, and they got, um, you know, I had to be helped with the herbal remedies. And first me um, in them. And then after that, I was given this remedy, which, you know, worked a lot on my bowels, But, you know, in three, um, in three hours, I felt well again. But they were, looking, they were asking me for dyspare and all these other things, which broke my heart. Because they are losing the essence
2: of what's in Mother Nature's garden. Okay. Can you tell, what about stinging nettles? Uh, tell me about how we can use them. Okay. Now, stinging
3: nettles is very high in iron. I often put them in my soups. The other thing is, if you, um, it's good as a herring too. And, um, you know, I often uh, chop them up and, put, uh, you know, boil them. And then use, uh, strain them and put the herons. It's really great. For her and, and I remember as a kid in England falling into nettles and coming out, absolutely burning. And then, of course, you know, would go for the burdock. And the burdock, when you, you rubbed it on the, on the stings, it would actually stop the burning. Wow. Also bacon so soda, that too. But, yeah, stinging nettles. And, you know, there's, there's uh, chickweed in England, uh, which my father well, used let's to stick get to with
2: stinging nettle for a bit because we're coming up to a break. I understand stinging nettle, nettles are great for urinary problems, kidney stones, joints, diuretics. They fight allergies, hay fever, rich in vitamin A, B12, C, D, and vitamin K. Uh, great as an o- antioxidant. They have calcium, potassium, iodine, manganese, and iron. It's good in a side dish with collards and greens and as a tea or soup sounds good. Um, anything you'd like to add to that as we're coming to a break
3: I actually think you've got it in one
2: okay well we're going to come back and ask uh, more specifically how we use these things we're going to cover some more herbs and then we're going to find what your daily recommendations are and of course that varies by what condition we have so we're coming to a break now and Beryl and I will return right after the break
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the
1: top right. Surprise you
0: your life your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness
1: you are listening to occupy health with dr susan downs We'd love to hear from you about today's show. Send your email to dr Susan at occupyhealth.com. That's drsusan at occupyhealth.com. Now, back to this week's program.
2: Welcome back to Occupy Health. And with us, Beryl is still here. And she'll tell us about more herbs and tinctures and things we can do to uh, take preventative actions in our health and to help with any ailments we might be developing. So, uh, Beryl, uh, you spent some time in Fiji. You were teaching there, as I understand. Yes,
3: it was really interesting because um, when I went over there, you know, they're really into their herbal remedies. And I was with a lady who was an herbalist. And she was teaching me something was called mile a minute. Now, mile a minute is something that, you know, to you she cut the end of her finger, got the herb, um, chewed it, put it on the finger and didn't leave stitches so they don't use any sutures or anything there. So I learned a lot about um, that stuff. But she didn't know how to make tinctures, salves, oils, or lotions. So I showed her how to make that because, you know, the noni noni is really well-known for being good. So what I do with my remedies, uh, especially because there is a certain time of the year when it's the best time to pick them. And so you want the active ingredient to, the highest. So I make, first of all, you know the calendula or the marigold?
1: It's okay, tell us.
3: As a, as a, uh, well, yes, as a salve, or you know, I would call it an ointment. So what I do is I, I, you know, I've got calendula flowers all in the front of my garden. So I pick the flowers. I then put them in some sort of a vegetable oil and I cook them for a while. And when they're getting a little bit crispy, I then strain them and I add beeswax. So I've then got a salve. And it's great for, for things like eczema, uh, dermatitis. And uh, if you add some honey too. It's great. Now, one of the things that I do is I make a lot of my remedies into tinctures because if you get a a herb that's um, rare, you make it into a tincture. So a tincture with vodka is going to last forever. You can do it, you know, if there's somebody who doesn't want to use alcohol, you can use them also in apple cider vinegar. But with the alcohol, they can last, you know, like I remember once when I was in Kansas, I got the echinacea. So echinacea to me was so perfect that I needed to keep that. So I um, make a tincture, and the tincture is with vodka, the same way that I was talking about doing the garlic.
2: Yeah. So you I take the leaves, so you take the roots, which the roots appear to have the most minerals. Uh, take the flowers. What do you put okay, in your tinctures?
3: Now, okay, with the echinacea, echinacea purpurea, you use a whole of the plants. Um, Echinacea angustifolia, use the root because that's beneficial. So you have to know your stuff, and that's what I'm, I'm doing in my book. Because if you don't know what you're working with, you know, you and, and it's the time of the year when you pick it, the part of flower that you or the part of the um, herb that you use at the time, it could be the root, the flower, the leaf, the seed, or whatever. And that's why I want to educate people about also things in the cupboard, like asparagus. Like banana, if you have a bruise and you take the um, skin of the banana and put it on your bruise, it will it, or if you have a blow, it will stop it from bruising.
2: Yeah, so face, I was down, to uh, people
3: face down
2: with
3: the peel out on the bruise. The peel out, yeah. Now okay. the other thing, I met a man who was a scuba diver, and he had taken a quarter of a teaspoon of cinnamon in a tea in hot water, because that stops diarrhea, because they had a lot of diarrhea, and so they went down scuba diving now and you don't want to be having diarrhea in your scuba diving stuff.
2: It's Um, also very good for blood blood sugar regulation.
3: Oh, look, you know, I mean, ginger, ginger for nausea, and I went to see a lady who was um, an amazing lady, and she taught me a natural antibiotic, which was garlic and ginger and cinnamon, and what we don't realize in our cupboards at home, we have so much stuff in there which we can take, you know, first-aid remedies. And you know another thing? If you put cayenne pepper on a cat that's bleeding, it stops the bleeding. It's really? It's like a stick, I can remember. My father, when it, you know, he would cut himself when he was shaving, and he would put um, cigarette paper on there. But if you were, you know, you can... Um, you, you can actually stop this with ultra um, cayenne pepper.
2: It's How much like, do you put in you know the cut? Do you too? cover the whole cut or just the surface?
3: You just sprinkle cayenne pepper on it. Now, another thing, too, that I learned from the Maori is that if you're, in the, if you're going for a bushwalk and you get a cut, if you can find a cobweb, a cobweb is like a suture. So if you have a cut and you put the cobweb across the... You know those little butterfly things that you can get? A cobweb's like a suture. Wow. And the plantain, the plantain... And plantain's called white man's foot. Because even when I was in Egypt, when I was walking in the king's palace, there was this big plantain there. And plantain's edible. But it's also... You know, if you've got a mosquito bite, I don't want to get mosquitoes there, we do, or a sting, you can scrunch up the plantain and it helps with stings. Wow. You, you know, there are different kinds of plantain. Um, um, there's um, like a lancelot, which is like a spear, and there's also one that, which is round. But I've been to many, many countries and seen um, the plantain. Egypt, Peru... The plantain's there. It, it, you know, I just wish people would, would try to learn more about what's in God's garden. Then, then they have to go to the doctor. And you know what I find also in California now? There's a lot of people that cannot afford medical insurance. Yes. To teach them how you can use something where they don't need to go to the doctor for an antibiotic. Use done garlic. You know, when you're nausea, especially uh, with women who are pregnant, and um, crystallized ginger is great if you've got um, travel sickness. You know, we need That's to get just
2: very good for an upset stomach, nervous.
3: yes. Yeah, it costs nothing. It's effective. It's non-toxic. It's, it's something that we're not going to get side effects from. And you know what's really interesting? You often find out, you know, you have to go to the doctor at certain times. But sometimes you get a medication which creates a problem. Then you have to have another medication which solves that problem, and another medication which solves that.
2: For the, so the listener, we discussed that in detail with Dr. James Lavelle, uh, who I uh, spoke recently. Uh, we talked about that in great detail. You can check that out if you wish. Okay. Look,
3: I would love to, because there are side effects. And I think it's really interesting now, when it, you know, when I go to the States and I say the side effects are, da, 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 are like uh, death, uh, nausea, things like that. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd rather not take that than have death and heart attack and all the other things. Now, the other thing, Susan, which really interests me is the body, because we are 80% alkaline and 20% acidic. So when I go to the States, most of the diet there is acidic. Meat, fish, dairy. And so we are actually compromising our body which has to adjust to that to keep us alkaline. And so the blood's alkaline. And so what happens at osteoporosis, the women of the Bantu tribe in Africa who have very little calcium don't have osteoporosis. It's only when they go to modern countries that they do. So we have to be alkaline. And one of the things that I I, I think about, you know, you can eat rubbish. And if you're happy and you're laughing and you've got a great sense of humour, you alkalize your body. If you are eating so, a diet, so we can eat
2: junk food uh, and be happy and be alkaline. Sorry, we can eat junk food, be happy, and be alkaline. Okay, because junk no, food's very no, acidic. The liver. the liver, is the
3: trash can of the body. When I was a little girl, my mother used to give me a liver cleanse every spring. Because um, what happens with the chemicals and things like that, and we can't avoid chemicals now. So chemicals go into your liver, stores, and then when it's full, it goes into your bones, goes into your skin. That's why we, you know, I believe that eczema is a liver problem. So that, so therefore, we need to detox our trash can frequently.
2: How do you recommend we um, do
3: that? Yeah. So when you're doing that, you're empty need your trash can, because if you lose your trash can inside, it's going to smell and you're going to get mice and whatever. So you can eat stuff that's not the best because organic food is more expensive. But if you detox your liver, you're going to be a lot healthier. And the Uh, other thing is water. How do you recommend
2: we detox our liver? Sorry? How do you recommend we detox our liver?
3: Dandelion, or you can have um, milk thistle.
2: How do we prepare it?
3: Well, milk thistle can be got from whole foods. So, you know, if you're not getting dandelions, if you're in an apartment, which is on the 15, you know, you have 15 floors up, you're not going to be able to get dandelions. So then you go and you get the milk thistle. And so you work through that.
2: Because so are you recommending we take a little bit each day or we do a mega uh, detoxification with a high doses at a particular do you know
3: time? Do you know what I recommend? I recommend taking um, milk thistle once every three months. You know, you've got the RDA on that and you've got the, um, you know, you can go to whole food. Every three months. So you're entering your, your trash can every three months.
2: So how much because milk thistle not, and in what form do we take?
3: Well, um, I don't know what forms you have over there. I make my own little thistle here. I, I buy the, the herb and I, I make it in a tincture. But um, you may not be able to, to do that. So you can go to Whole Foods and get them. I always pre- uh, prefer the liquid because the liquid is absorbed through your mucous membranes as soon as you take it. A lot of people cannot take the tablet aids of this because whatever's in them, who knows? So this is why I prefer tinctures, but taking something like the blessed thistle every three months, you're going to be working on your liver. Now, and how your much, water, uh, what
2: part of the thistle do you use? And uh, so like three drops, uh, two, three times a day for how many days? Would that well, be a, a fairly good cleanse?
3: I, w- I would usually use the bottle till it's finished. Now I have a, a theory about three drops, three times daily which is the remedies that I make. Because that is nine. Nine is the number of perfection, it's the Christ consciousness number, it's the perfect number. It's the indestructible number. So I go with the numbers of that too. Okay. So to me three drops three times daily is working on the Christ consciousness, the spiritual essence and and what and what happens that we often take, you know, more is not better. Three drops three times daily is is going to, you know, it's like a little train track going through your blood. If I have somebody with cancer, I will suggest they have a drop an hour daily, and usually I use echinacea or other things um, for that. And I've often found out people with cancer two years earlier than the cancer's developed, they've had a big grief, so I work on their emotional state too. But with a person with cancer. I would recommend that they took one off hourly. So you've got this little pat man that's going through the blood, yum, 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 and uh, uh, attacking the thing. Now, you know, if ever I'm sick, I'll eat grapes, organic grapes, for three days. And I also organic eat grapes? Too. Okay. Organic grapes. I also eat the seed. Now, there's a book called The Grape Cure where a man cured himself from cancer by eating grapes. They had a, an intuition. And you know, intuition is really important because sometimes you say, you might say to somebody, do you want to eat this? No, no. Because your body will often tell you, like, I feel that women who cook will tend to cook something. I fancy this tonight. Whereas a man may come home and have whatever's on the table. So often <laughs> our body, if we're, if we're quite healthy, our body will say, hmm, Fancy that, don't fancy that. We've got to get as natural as, as possible. You know, like with a pregnant woman, she will always go to, I feel I need to eat this, so whatever her body is missing, she will tend to want something. So we've lost, you know, because of sugar and salt and we've become addicted, we've lost our natural ability to go for food that's good for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know... Our horses. I've got um, I've got beautiful artichoke outside. They're good for the liver. Now my horse will walk by the artichoke plants. Will not touch it. And then the next day I go and it's the damn things eating it all up because he knows that at that time he needs some artichoke leaves. So if only we could get to eating not what we're addicted to or what you know. If, I often find that with people that. They're not hungry until they see the sweets coming around. Oh, my God. You know, save time for sweets. I never eat sweets. I I just, uh, you know, when I was born, um, we didn't have sweets during the war because they weren't available. Sugar was on rations. So I was given licorice, licorice roots. And licorice is something which is nourishing and whatever. So I've never been addicted to sugar. And so sugar and salt, sodium is different to salt. So we'll go for things that are, are tasty. And it, it, it's like our body's getting um, confused with what we really need.
2: So to remedy and, that, you, know, you recommend getting away from the sugar, the uh, junk food, and to be more in a meditative state and in, in with nature? Flour. You know, flour.
3: Flour. It, uh, you know sugar? It takes away minerals from your body. Anytime you have sugar, it, it's taking your minerals away.
2: That is correct.
3: So sugar is absolutely ridiculous. You know, it may taste good, but it's not good for you. Correct. And, and you know, it, it acidifies your body. Flour acidifies your body. I have, I've never found out so many people at the present moment that are actually allergic to flour or gluten because gluten... You know, uh, the flour itself, you know, white flour, I mean, but, um, wheat at one stage, the, the um, little seeds fell off, and then it became a hybrid. And so, uh, so that's because it could be threshed, and and that was more natural. But people, you know, when I talk to people who it, it, come to me in my clinic, they're usually addicted to bread or sugar. Get them off then. the health improves incredibly
2: Yes, we've had many speakers uh, mention that, including Tom O'Brady, O'Brien, and and, and several other people. Yes, that's correct.
3: Uh, I'm I'm actually a very simple woman, and I go by my intuition. Um, I'm not a big doctor of da-da-da-da-da. All I know is that my experience of 77 years have taught me something. Now, I go out in the morning for three hours on a hilly section and weed and do things like that. And, you know, people say my vitality is really high. But it's because, and and the other thing, we eat too much. I I cannot eat a lot. Because your body, your body's like, you know, if you were to make a cake in a bowl, but you put too much flour and eggs and things like that, and it's all over the blinking place, you know, with a small bowl and a lot of food. Our stomach's like that. We have to leave our stomach one-third empty. So it's not leaving the table when you are full, And your hypothalamus will tell you when to stop eating. A lot of people don't. But it's, it's to do with stopping before you fall. Because most of us will put down that extra food and then your body, how the heck can, it, can I digest it? And the other thing, too, is we should not eat three hours. Uh, we should eat three hours before we go to bed. Weight problems, the problem with weight is that a lot of the food that we're getting, like if I have an organic tomato, I'll call it tomato, and um, a, a, a chemicalized tomato, the chemicalized tomato maybe be three sizes bigger than the other one, but it's only got a third of the nutrition. So we're eating more and we're, we're starving ourselves. We're eating more of, of food that is not nutritional, so we're not getting the nutrition that you want. So you're going to the fridge and "Can I need something. What is it? Because you're not getting the vitamin and minerals that you need. What do you call doing dandelions?
2: Well, can you cover some various remedies uh, that people can take, uh, just like a general wellness uh, maintenance remedy, or for people with, I guess, the most typical problems out there are heart disease and diabetes, uh, any particular... But remedies for the uh, worried well and for a couple of other conditions?
3: you, you You know, Susan, remedies are like getting at the end of the situation. You've got to go at the beginning of what we eat and what we do. Because you can take a remedy for this, but you have to actually go back to why you created that heart disease in the first place. So, you know, about that and and all those other things. So it, it's a little bit like a Band-Aid. So to me, I would look at what I'm eating, how much I'm eating, what I'm thinking, what I'm doing. Um, you know, some people, in my opinion, exercise too much.
2: To me, yes, walking, uh, that's... That's not healthy.
3: Walking, walking, and meditation. You know, I've got my top to the birds, my talk to the trees, and, and things like that. I'm not on a blinking bicycle doing things. And yes, I'm slim and I'm healthy. But it's you know, people get caught up with, with you know, I've got to do all this exercising, and, and it's it's a lot of it is to do in the mind.
2: You know, well, what about and, a general you know, maintenance and preventive remedies? Because, uh, um, you know, to keep us on a healthy path, let's forget about those that are on a negative pathway. Let's look about how to stay okay. on a healthy
3: to be path. On a health, to be on a healthy path, let's go to, first of all, nutrition. A little yeah. meat, and and you've got to be careful of what's going into your meat, you know, because we, we know there's all these things going in. A little meat, a lot of vegetables, and um, I always use oil, I never use that. What kind of oil? So I, I always use olive oil. Okay. And um, I have started using coconut quite, you know, but after being in Fiji and seeing the women's faces there that were so amazing, I have started drinking coconut water. You know, I mean, if I can reverse the edge, I'll just be absolutely darn delighted um, because they go into a lot of coconut oils. I'm now cooking with coconut oil and drinking coconut water. And, Good. you know, I had a massage in Fiji, which when I came out of there, I thought I was 21. You know, I went in at 16, came out of 21 because they they um, put um, the coconut oil around me and then phenomenal around me. And when I came out, I thought, I can't believe this. You know, I thought it was like um, the Grand Canyon with my arms. And I came out, I was feeling like a baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that comes, a lot of dry skin is from the liver. The signs of a a liver problem are um, nausea or um, loss loss of appetite first thing in the morning, problems from, uh, like, diarrhea and constipation, dry skin, and, and, you know, sometimes not liking food. I feel that the biggest problem in our lives now is our liver. Okay. You know, heart disease, a lot of heart disease is created by stress. Okay. You know, you can, you can also go, um, the cell salts are very good. Um, cell salts were by Dr. Schussler, who believed that um, any condition was created by a lack of minerals
2: rather than vitamins. There's a lot and of so people that he, share um, that opinion, yeah, many people agree with that. So well, a- Beryl, we have four minutes left, so would you like to summarize with any major points, uh, summarize with advice, and let people know how to get a hold of you? Okay,
3: you can get hold of me on my website, www.BerylNozida.com. Now, if anybody wants to get me um, on my email, B-N-O-Z-E-D-A-R at Yahoo.com to learn about the tinctures or anything, I would be happy to address that. So what I just feel is have lots of love, have fun, have fun, and realize this, this um, universe is absolutely amazing. And, you know, the only people who, um, you know, worry, all it, all it does is make you wrinkly. It doesn't change anything. It yeah. doesn't change your problems. Okay. It, does, it does make you look a lot older. Uh-huh. Don't worry, be happy.
2: I like it. I think one can make a song out of that.
3: I think the social war might become famous
2: or infamous. Uh, okay. Both to do with uh,
3: appreciation.
2: So, appreciation and gratitude are important as well.
3: Appreciation and gratitude. You know, I wake up in the morning and everything still works, or well. I think it does. And, um, you know, I think, thank God my eyes, my ears, my legs, everything still works because appreciation is, it's not what you haven't got. It's what you have got.
2: Okay. Uh, final part. Of lots of love
3: to my darling.
2: Sorry. Any, fi- uh, any final advice, love, appreciation, healthy diet, moderate exercise, love where you are, love as you can, uh, you know, look at the nourishment in our uh, gardens as well as our weeds as well as in our cabinets. Anything else?
3: You know, Susan, the other thing is this universe is 80%, 20%. Whatever is going on with you that's negative is always a positive. It may be small, but when you look at that, it changes your perspective in life. Okay. And, you know, All right. the universe, God, whatever he wants, is always working for you.
2: I like that. Okay. The universe is good. We just have to be still enough to hear Surrender. what it's telling us. Okay. Well, we're Surrender. coming to a close now. So I want to thank you, Beryl. And in closing, be sure to uh, connect with your health providers, communicate with them, get uh, information from many, many different sources so you can help yourself and
1: help others. So... Be
3: well. We got the power to change the
1: world. Thank you for listening. Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to better health for you this week.